welcome to the uh, seventh episode of the Puck You Robbie podcast. Today I have uh, five people with me. I have uh, Mike, the Arizona Coyotes GM. This is where you say hi, Mike. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, Robbie, the Flyers GM. Hello, Michael. Uh, the Vancouver GM, Jim Benning. Yeah, uh, Matt, you have four other people with you. There's five total. Oh, idiot. Anyway, idiot. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> can laugh. Third person. <laughs> and that that was uh, Chris, of course. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, Jeremy, the uh, the Nashville Predi- Predators uh, GM. We are Predators. Yes. So um, today we're just going to be just kind of looking at the the league. We're a little over the halfway point, so we just thought this would be a good place to just kind of stop and just kind of look over the season. Um, so, uh, does is there anything that you guys are really wanting to talk about while I you know have you here? No, I think we're done here. It's good. Oh, good job, guys. Great, great yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Quick and simple. So. Uh, I like Jeremy's new slogan. I like that. I like Nashville's new slogan. (laughs) If I get that on t-shirts, I'm making an order. We are Uh, I only make t-shirts with my face plastered on it for Pat. (sighs) Shout out to Pat. You could put your face in the uh, O in Predator. I have one thing I do want to talk about is tonight Jeff Petrie took two minutes and penalties. So I just want Pat to know that uh, Petrie let me down tonight. In the scrimmage? Scrimmages are scrimmages. Okay. There's and fights. He, t- he took two penalties, or he took one penalty that was two minutes. I will uh, let you do the math. Well, I, I, okay. I feel like you answered that yourself. No, I'm asking. Did he? That's, took two that's what penalties? I'm saying. <laughs> or if he took one penalty. One penalty. Took two pims. Took one. Two pims. Two pims. So one penalty. Math. Okay. One p. Two pims. I hope that's not the toughest question of the night. Because I, <laughs> I hope it is the toughest question a, of the night. I have a tough, I have a tough question. Uh, Mike, what's what's going on with your roster? What happened? I overthought it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> overthought it in what aspect? I'm just, I'm just gonna keep uh, playing around with the lines. See what I can come up with. I'm gonna move Burns to defense. Or back to defense, I guess. Take him off the wing. Is this just uh, some fancy move so that you can be like, look, I, I clearly need to go to Seattle. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing in Arizona. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing in Arizona to begin with. <laughs> like, uh, like that's a that's a real jacket move right there. You just be like, fuck it, guys, I'm out. <laughs> He's doing better than the elite Vegas Golden Knights, though. It was a plan from the very beginning. The elite Vegas Golden Knights, according to the standings right now, are only one point back of the not so elite. Which Arizona would make parodies be better than the Knights? Would they not? Yeah, I'm just saying, like one's elite and one's not, and there's a point difference. That's all I'm getting at. I agree with you. Hey, you look at that home record, and the the Knights are pretty good. So they they just have some issues on the road. They have terrible issues on the road, which is really yeah. funny. Think I, that they get distracted because you have everything you want when you're in Vegas. Maybe that's what it is. Not enough hookers and blow. Bob's got to step it up. 
<laughs> I think it's because all the teams coming into Vegas end up mm. overindulging on all the hookers and blow. And then what? They're going through like withdrawals on the road. Wait, you guys don't abide by the no. the bubble? <clears throat> oh, rough. I think I think that when teams go into Vegas, they're they're partying so hard that when they play, Vegas wins at home. But when they're when Vegas has to leave and go on the road, they're playing the teams like they normally are and lose. It's clearly what's happening. That's fair. Uh, the one thing I did notice is the Capitals are slowly creeping up, and now they're sitting in that number eight spot, so the second wild card spot. Uh, I don't know if uh, about you, Robbie, but I don't know if I'd want to be playing the Caps in the first round. They, well, I which think... I know. I know it's kind of early to be start talking playoffs, but if like if that played out, I think that would be the last team I'd want to play in the first round. Well, I mean that's that's still pretty open season, right? Yes, yes. But I, I, I think I think Robbie would actually be worse off if the Islanders dropped two spots and fought him there, because the Islanders seem to just have Robbie's number. Yeah, that's true. What if the the Red Wings just got a couple more points and snuck in there at number eight? Who knows how that uh, that Dubois deal is going to work out? It's fair. That's what I mean. If you look at the East year over year, it's it's completely different than what it was last year. Like even uh, looking at the finals, the final totals. Yeah, I mean, last year, I mean, like there was a lot of separation between the top eight and the the bottom seven, wasn't there from last year? Yeah, absolutely. Where like the big race it was in the West, specifically in the Pacific last year. Yeah, yeah the Pacific is just just unfair. <laughs> Colorado's definitely weaker this year than they were last year. So yeah, last year in the Eastern Conference, uh, 102 points got you in. Next closest had 82. So like right. the, the East was pretty decided early on, whereas. Your Vancouver Canucks had 99 points and missed the playoffs by minus 12 points uh, because Winnipeg got in with 87. Yep. Which is bullshit, but that's a different problem. I will say the Arizona Coyotes have had a huge turnaround. They already have 20 more points than they did last year. (laughs) Um, We could ride that train for a little while. Yeah, I think I like uh, the Nashville's doing the same thing, right? Uh, what's that? Riding trains, yeah. No, I, I mean, you from last year. Well, Nashville last um, year had 30 points. And... Yeah, Nashville didn't have a McDavid last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you've clearly yeah. stepped up your game this year. Still not good enough. I believe in you. Yeah, there's definitely an interesting transition point that you're going to have to sort out. I would have to get past Dallas somehow because wildcard is not a thing. Uh, no, you're, you're battling with some Pacific, the, the Pacific right now. So yeah, that's, you need 55 points, no matter who you like 55 points gets you a wildcard or third spot right now. And you're eight back of that. Like it's the Pacific is ruining this league. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean. (laughs) So when is the trade deadline? Do we have, can we make that announcement on the pod? Uh, No, I'm going to make that announcement in the next, uh, probably tomorrow. I want to just kind of break down the entire, like, schedule of 
a rough estimate. I just got to kind of calculate out like the 80% mark of the season, which is 177 days. So it's around like 146, but I have to like go through and like figure out what day, like calendar day is day 146 in the sim. So that I just didn't feel like doing that today. So I'll probably do that tomorrow. So not that I need to make trades or anything, but right. I, I mean, it'll be it'll be like probably late February. Yeah, that's fifty days from now. Uh, if you want to actually figure it out right now, so that's. Um, it'd be February 29th. Yeah. Oh, is is it a leap year? Oh no, Sorry. or March first, I guess. March first. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it'll probably be around March first. Well, I'll I'll confirm it. Uh, but yeah, that, that that sounds about right for for like the the trade deadline when we started what early October. Yeah, uh, the last time the NHL actually ran a real season, it was February twenty sixth was the deadline. So that's not bad. Within that within that week, I think would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so so yeah, I expect you know late February, early early March for the the trade deadline, and. Um, Glenn, if you're listening, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who's going to end up listening to this. Uh, last time we only had a, a few people. I always send a link to my dad. <laughs> Did he I, I don't know. He hasn't come back in about 20 20- I was going to say. <laughs> just how are you going to get I'm just guessing that his email at this point. <laughs> Cheersdad at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bounce back. That's hope. Oh my goodness! So we actually have uh, two division leaders right now on the podcast. We got the the Flyers running the Metro and the Canucks running the Pacific. Now, did you either of you expect to be at this point, like you know, during the season, be like on top at the top of your division? Uh, very top, no. But I expected to be top two, three ish. You know, like in the mix for sure. Um, and I don't really think I'm truly top. I mean, Oilers have a couple games hands on me, and they're right. playing pretty good hockey. So, um, but even then, if if they won both of their next games to kind of even us out, there's two points difference between us. So right. I'm pretty happy with where it is. More impressed to me is my Utica team is actually top of the league right now. So I've got, I think, third best in the league, NHL, and best in the league AHL, so to speak. So. That to me is I did not expect to have both of those clicking. That was pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't even looked at your farm team. Let's see who's leading the way. Oh, that's uh, it looks like it. it it's a uh, scoring by committee. It looks like it. There's a lot of guys with thirty points. So yeah, it's just a. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm chalking a lot of the success of that up to the fact I've got Demko down there, but I'll uh, take that, it. That definitely helps. Um, and you've had Staylock play a couple games as well. Suck it, Oscar Moeller. <laughs> How about you, Robbie? How are you feeling about your season? Are you surprised at all? Or? Oh, I'm absolutely stunned. I just wanted to make the playoffs. That was the goal. <laughs> just, just kind of float around the playoff bar and if I fell short, that's okay. And now I'm like on top of the East and I'm like, well, this is different. Now I'm like, just kind of, just go, just do your thing. I wish I had salary cap though. Shout out to cap space. 
That's all I gotta say about that. Shout out to Caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you got what thirty mil in your top three players there. Yeah, uh, between Carlson, Marner, and Ben. Yep. So yeah, that's from from number five in the draft last year. Where I think I dropped a six, six or seven. No, I went to seven or eight. Just banking on that expansion draft to help you solve your cap issues. But I don't even see that's the real that's the funny part though. Like in in the grand scheme of it, I don't have cap issues. It just looks like it on paper, but I think I can strategically get through it. If I mean, I, when, if when I say I cap issues, somebody. I'm saying more like you could go get two players if if Seattle took Carlson or Ben. Oh yeah, that would yeah, that no, would like that kind of thing. Yeah. Although yeah. although Carter Hart is coming up for as an RFA, so he's going to be taking a big chunk in the off season. Yep. Of that yep. cap. So. Yep. Off the off the books, I think I've got twenty mil. If I look mm-hmm. at the thing, it's roughly twenty mil. Right. Next year, and with Cole Tanev gone, and who knows, somebody else gone, I've, I'll I'll be good. I yeah, worry about. I worry about a few years. Pearson? Oh, if somebody takes Pearson, I'll be really sad. Well, Jesse's probably listening to this right now, and he's, like, taking notes. <laughs> probably, yep. Targeting guys for his expansion draft, if he even gets picked. I heard we got, I heard we got a lead on an outlier guy. I don't want to confirm or deny anything, but... What's an, heard, what's an outlier, like, not currently in the league? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean... <laughs> Previously, we have a couple people. We have a couple people that are definitely interested. So, um, but in all realism, though, no, I didn't. I didn't think I'd be where I'm sitting right now. I'm, I'm pleasantly happy. Um, my not so elite team. Uh, shout out, shout out to Pat for that. I love you, Bob. My, my not so elite team. <laughs> Bob said his team was more elite, is what he said. I don't really remember him shitting on yours so much as he was pumping his own up. He hurt my he hurt my feelings. Okay. And, and he he he's my inspiration this year. That's all. Well, and you're 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 showing him up for sure. I mean that's uh... But he's still not doing that bad. <laughs> like, no, I, no, I mean no. Bob, Bob's season has been a roller coaster. <laughs> yes it has. Um but well, he's not he's not scoring as much as he was last year. You can no see one it. is. You can see it overall in that. Um, I don't know. Huh. I'm, is scoring down this year, Matt? Oh, generally. I mean, I mean, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche scored a, a 444 goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. What's interesting though is look how many he gave up. Yeah. And comparatively, year over year, right now, like year over year, he gave up 117. He's already given up 97. Mm-hmm. And he's doubled his losses, so whatever was in that black magic is gone. It's gone. <laughs> you know what? I I'm looking at your player stats, Robbie. I don't know if you noticed this, but Mitch Marner's at the top of your your points now. Yeah, he got called out early. He, he got threatened. He I I heard some weird <laughs> shit that Marner was like locked out at one point, like he just couldn't get in. Uh, there, there was a conversation and a, a a trip, 
a trip somewhere in in the suburbs with with Gritty, but I'm not allowed to to really talk about that. Just Babcock was in there, asked him to write a list of all of his other players. <laughs> I just want to know why you're not playing the legendary Tyler Mott. Um, Man, that's a valid question. Um, well, I mean, if if we look at how I built my system, um, he was needed in Lee Valley, and there I believe third best in the AHL. Mm, imagine being third best. Oof. I think you should send him to Arizona. <laughs> Uh, if you've got a first round pick, we could probably talk about it. A first round <laughs> Wow. <sighs> he drives a hard bargain. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Robbie just knows I, I beg him in every single league for Tyler Mott. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> Maybe you it. should. Oh, why, are you, why do you keep letting Robbie get Tyler Mott is the real question. Well, I don't let him. He just has him. <laughs> Yeah, I think this time actually I traded Mott to Robbie. That, that might for, have been for me. Like, for like nothing, from what I remember. I think it was a third. Yeah, like a third or a fourth. It was. It wasn't much. I but just, I mean, uh, Tyler. Tyler. It's still, it's Tyler Mott's a fourth oh. round play, or a fourth line player. Like I, I, I love him, but he's not worth a first. <laughs> I gave, I gave up. I gave up the fifth round pick because yeah. Chris said I got to get rid of his. He's like, I don't want his money on the books. I was like, he'll give you a fifth. And he was like, okay. And I was like, sweet, down to the AHL you go. Robbie just does it to taunt me now. Well, and because I like him. I think that trade also happened before we had farm teams and had a place to put him. Yeah, yeah. So he was just sitting around not doing anything. The yeah. same fight happened in my, in my uh, for Philly, though. Like, already years, like last year it happened with Godet and Mott. Just throwing that out there. So what's gonna? Um, I I have a question about the, yeah. uh, the the general feel of the league. Looking at the standings here. Hold on, I've got to click some links on a shitty menu. Somebody should really build this portal better. Um, I know Pat's rebuilding LA, and he's doing. Bang up job at it. I know Booth's rebuilding now. Well, he's kind of like I know Martin's rebuilding. So I'm going through all of the all of the divisions here, and then I get to the Met. What what is what is Glenn doing? Well, he was trying. Glenn Glenn had playoff admiration. Like he had I, hopes. I think he was trying to get younger. I'm I'm not sure what he was doing. Younger. Like I, I, I look at what Chicago's done. Where they just like you look at their team, and it's just a bunch of like guys who are twenty four and under, basically. Well, some twenty five year olds, but like pretty much their entire forward group is twenty five and under, except for Martinuk and Jen Janmark. Uh, which I'm I just not dead. I traded a Michael. That's all I'll say. And I think that's what. The Penguins were trying to do, but it just. But the quite Penguins work. have no picks. Um, sure, that's that's true. <laughs> you can't rebuild in a league with no picks. You look at Chicago. Yeah, there's they've got some picks. Uh, you know, year four is going to be better pick wise for them. Hey, hey I know, 
I know all too well you can't rebuild without a defense. I have a weird feeling that fourth is going to land in uh, Nashville. I have a weird feeling you're right. Just because why else would you say that? You look at LA, they've got eight second round picks coming up. Like every other team that's currently sitting in the bottom of their division. Like Glenn they've, doesn't even they've have got a plan. top end prospects either. Yeah, like that team is. And I love trading with Glenn. It's worked out great for me, but I'm so confused as to what the Penguins are doing. I want to know. Now I just got to go through every team, unfortunately. I'll, I'll I didn't know I was ahead of Lehman in the standings, so well, not by much. Maybe he'll trade me Jeff Petrie. I'm going to message Lehman. I just kind of want to know who has the Penguins first because that's. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I just assume it's the same thing as last year, boys. You just got to assume. So. So oh, going yeah. going into this, it is Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy's got he's got the Wild and the Penguins and the Sharks. And the Sharks, <laughs> they're so, all lottery so teams. So Borks, Borks is Borks is battling hard. Do you, do you guys know how many first round picks I've traded in the like over the summer and into this season? I think I've traded. I think I traded five of them, and I still have three. And I still chose. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's at least eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you still have Stutzel. But like, just just by the the scenario, Jer, you're just gonna walk into another top top at five, two top at five least five. one top five. Like, like if not if not, you could have two two in the top yeah. five. Which would be you crazy. could have three top ten. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's. I wouldn't. I would even package it now. I will not five. be choosing three times in the first round. So if you're interested in that pick, it's just everybody hops on them, and it's I'm not doing anything until that lottery. Like that's key. Same thing happened last year. I'm not moving any of those first until the lottery. And then literally, what, 20 minutes, 15 before the draft, uh, Stu was like, hey, McDavid would look nice in uh, Predator's jersey. And I'm like, well, I want Stutzel. So you can pick after. I think he was just telling you that McDavid looks I really like, like what Stu's done, though. Like, if we can talk about any team, like, this guy trades no, me McDavid, and he's still uber competitive. I don't, and has, I don't know if... Here, I don't think we need to talk about Edmonton. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I just think uh, they're a bit of a dark horse right now. I don't think, it's, I don't think they're a dark I, horse at all. I, still I, think think they're, I think they're probably the best team. Well, what it's going to come down to you and him and then Derek. Well, he got depth with that McDavid trade. Just picks. There wasn't really much. I don't know if Terry's really anything. Well, he got Pilat. Uh, Andre Pilat is a solid top six forward, and Terry. That's all he got. No, he got picks. He got Raymond. Troy, no, I know. He but got I mean, like, in the trade too, didn't he? I mean, like, like he took. So he took the Washington first, packaged it up to get Schmaltz. Mm. So he and then he took Tolvin in, and he took Tolvin in and Schmaltz later to get himself Burns and Niemela. Well, and then he took Troy Terry to get. Brady Kachuk, so with with Burns, Burns yeah, obviously. So, that, which I mean, yeah. like, since that Brady Kachuk trade, he that seems to have like he's Balanced been really hot the last Brent month. Burns sucks, am I right, Mike? <laughs> he was a lot better as a defenseman, so I think people have just been fucking up and playing as a winger. I think everybody likes to ignore the fact that Brent Burns is also like. A hair under forty, and he's just going to naturally not be quite as amazing as he always was. It's just hard to hate on a guy like Burns, unless you're like 
in the California rivalry at Burns. This is just a good, good hairy Canadian Chewbacca. It's true. I have, he was I almost, have no problems. He was almost Burns. a flyer at one point. Yeah, I think everybody in the league. You're saying he didn't flyer, really match in McDavid. He, like I said, he took Holtz and Raymond. So, like I said, Edmonton's uh, got the team now and the pick uh, prospects and picks in the future. And he's really busy on the trade market, so if he sees something he doesn't like, he's going to improve it. He's a pretty scary team, I think. Well, he not only holds some Raymond, but he's got Kaprizov, who's definitely going to be joining his team next year. Yep. And Zary. Zary's pretty good. Zary's very good. Yeah, like I, I'm glad I got out of the Pacific looking at this team. And oof. yeah, that's why I don't understand why everybody's like, "Oh man, I want to be a Seattle GM." It's like, no, um, you don't. You, <laughs> I mean, if I was, if I had a team, if I had a team like Pittsburgh, I might want to be Seattle. But Mike's got to get out of jail free card that he could keep his roster and get out of the Pacific, and he's still like, "But I want to stay in it," and I just don't understand. It's a bloodbath. I mean, it's fun, but it's like if you're looking for. Some quick, uh, I don't know, quick retribution or some 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 fast return. You're not going to get it there. Like you have to build a team. Look at uh, look at Pat. Pat saw what was going on. He was like, "Oh, I'll be there in like four years' time." Yeah, yeah which I mean, he's 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 another team, but yeah, give him some time. And he... yeah, the thing is, like. I mean, last year, Seattle or uh, San Jose was a good team. Yeah, fell off the map and got replaced by Arizona. Like, well, the Sharks also dumped a lot of players in the off season. So, well, yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't really matter how it happened; it just did. Is more my point. But, but he saw that there's a time bomb on his team, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even now, as a bad team, he's still a point, a point a game, which. If you do that in the NHL, gets you within a shout of the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's he's at least hanging around. So. I'm kind of impressed the whole league doesn't really have, apart from maybe Ottawa and Buffalo, doesn't really have any like of their own Detroit Red Wings going on right now. I will, as compared to last year, where the, the Kings had like 20 points. Yeah, it's been much better this year. But, I mean, you look at that Ottawa Senators roster, it, it is bad, which it's on purpose it's bad. But, like, Anders Nilsson is their starter. That's like real life well, yeah. until they got <laughs> I mean, their top line is Mewon Lucci. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm not going to shit on the Senators oh, too hard on, in this because – No, I, I played them twice this year, and one of them I know has already passed, and we went to overtime. It's Martin. So, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. When I talk to Martin, I tell him all kinds of things directly to him, just not through the podcast. But um, I, I think he's got a team right now that, uh, much like in another league I played for a while, uh, when I knew things were going to be bad, I just set all my lines to be like, I'm just going to go out there and hurt you. I don't care about goals. And I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't really want to. Play Martin's team. It looks like one that I just get hurt by. <laughs> Louis Erickson. Yeah, I, Louis Louis snipes out of nowhere. I can I can attest to that from from the SDHL. 
<laughs> Robin can attest to that from the SHTL. I don't like Louie. It's going to be interesting to see... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Martin actually changes his team, because at some point you have to take your draft picks and do something with them, or the prospects and do something with them. And... He's got enough goalie prospects to do something. I was gonna say he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot in the cupboard. His defensive prospects are actually really good. Yeah, build from the back end. He's he's pulled a uh, an Islanders move here. Where I was gonna say Preds. That was always the Preds. Just keep they just kept drafting first round uh, defensemen. He just doesn't have a lot of prospect prospects at the forward position. Which is what makes him an Islander, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have yet a, a defined piece to build around. Um, like Askarov, I guess, could be that piece. No, he's got a couple. He's got a couple good young forwards, but nothing that I would say is too exciting. Like Sam Steele's pretty good. And nothing that you're oh. gonna build around. No. Bookfist is pretty good, but again, not wouldn't build around him. No, no. Like, there's no number one D. No, like a like a for sure. You look and go, yep, that guy's there. Like L A. Oh, Lavernier. Okay. Jer has Stutzel. If he didn't have McDavid, oh, Stutzel. Okay. That makes sense. Stutzel. Yeah, the the Ducks have uh, Zegris, who's, who's looking like a pretty good player as well. Oh, he's gonna be Getzlav 2.0. I think he's got a little bit more flash to his game than Getzlaff. He's going to score more. He'll be like, yeah. he'll snipe like Perry did. Guy's a stud. Yeah, he looks pretty good. <clears throat> oh, nope. Who are you building around, Marner, Robbie? Me? Yeah. Um, At this point? Yeah, Marner, Provorov, and Byram would be the three with Hart. Just kind of. Oh, yeah, four. I guess you yeah. did take Perfetti as well in the the draft. Get me some confetti, yeah, buddy. I mean, I got to bring it in there now. Mm -hmm. This year, which has been a fun little acquisition to have. Oh, I should have Byram next year. He looked great for Canada. Yeah, he did. And so far, I keep my rule. I keep my firsts. Yeah, I do the same thing. The Canadian goalie, he wasn't even drafted in our draft, so someone will definitely be taking him next year. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes because at the end of the day, he's still a goalie. And do you want to burn your first rounder on a goalie? I mean, if you have three, maybe, but... Chinikov. I don't know if he's... You know what I mean? Like, no, nobody's seen a lot of goalies have round. great world juniors and then not really turn out to be much. I don't know if I'd waste. A, I think any, you know, I think any young goalie is pretty much there. It's like you don't want to. I'm trying to think of who the Byzantine was that For the sure. Canadian goalie who kind of just fizzled. Tukarski, same thing. Uh, Tukarski, definitely. Uh, Tukarski kind of got a raw. Tukarski got a raw deal because um, he ended up in Montreal, where he clearly was never going to be. Like right. Fukali? Yeah, same for Fukali, yeah. Fukali was too uh, small for the NHL, though, at that time. Yeah. 
didn't have enough east west movement. That's why I uh, I drafted him to give him a home, or I, I signed him. Sorry. Um, um Justin Pogue. Uh, just Jack Campbell was another one. He's uh, been pre- Campbell's been pretty yeah. steady though. I think in the in the show. He turned into a decent decent. Yeah, he's definitely nothing like to. Yeah, yeah. He looked like yeah. he was going to be. Who's the other so American goalie that was drafted high? Ottinger? How do you say his name? Jake Ottinger, uh, yeah. Jake Ottinger, yeah. Uh, Spencer Knight, obviously. I think he's going to have... It's tough to say, man. He's going to be in Florida, and Bob's got that anchor. Yeah, I, I don't know that Knight's... I don't know that Knight's going to have uh, the clear path to the NHL that he thinks he does, to be honest. Just because money more than... Or the Panthers, if they're committed to Lebrowski, they just basically say, well, we yeah, need so to trade Knight for a different position that we need, kind of thing. A def- a defenseman. Well, yeah, they were... Um, uh, they've changed pretty much all of their front office as well, so a lot of the choices, maybe not mistakes, but choices that were made may not mesh with the plan. So to get back forward. on... Back on the topic of watch. our league, though, who would you say is the biggest surprise at the halfway mark? I'd say maybe not necessarily comparing last season, but just overall, like who stands out most to you looking at the overall, not more overall standings, not divisional and, and what have you, but. Um, I think if I'm going to go with positives, I, oof, I've got three. Uh, Philly, I absolutely like I don't, I don't think anybody expected Philly to be at the top of the east. Um nope. I New Jersey's surprising me. I didn't expect them to pass the now they're ahead of the Islanders. Now granted it's just a point, but um Ryan's gotten that team kind of coming trending in the right way. Yep. Yeah. And then the other one is Arizona, but they're kind of trending in the wrong direction, but I mean it, it's still a surprise that Arizona is in a playoff spot right now. In the, I have the no business being at 55 points this year. <laughs> yeah, you were... Uh, Adam Fox was really pulling you along for, for a while there. Well, him and, and Henrique. Sure. Uh, but, like, Henrique and Wheeler are still... Ba- like, Wheeler's still a point per game, and Henrique's still basically a point per game. I feel like Fox is really can't win a face-off. <laughs> but then after that, your team just falls off, like... The, the points, other than like those top two, you, up at least up front, you don't really have anybody else contributing quite like that. It's kind of why I tried to move Burns into the right wing position since Keller right. wasn't doing anything whatsoever. Yeah, Clayton Keller and Sim just doesn't work for some reason. I hate that there's that kind of weird quirk about some players, but... Uh, he's doing better in Boston. He has nine points in 13 games. Yeah, but I mean... If we're going to talk about surprises on this season, I didn't think Boston would be, what, seventh in the league, sixth last league in, in sixth last in the league. Sorry, um, below the, the Kings for right Washington, now. though. Not uh, like in terms of comparing. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, there's there's as much as we want to talk about a couple teams that like, yeah, Philly. I thought Philly was going to be better. Uh, first, first in the East. I don't think I would have guessed that, but I did think they were going to be better. But I mean, to say like St. Louis, 108 goals for, 108 goals against, uh, barely a point a game. 
I wouldn't have said they were going to drop that much. Um, Boston, I wouldn't have said they were going to be below the Kings right now. Well, Boston, I remember calling out Jesse because that team was doing very well, and he traded Malkin, who was like a point-per-game player. Now, it was, it was very early in the season, but I was like, your team's doing really well. I don't know if you should be messing with your team. And he has – and it really did just kind of mess with the entire team by trading Malkin. I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing for him to mess with his team because I sort of understand what his plan is, and I think his plan is more – it, it makes no sense for for him in in the situation he's in to to fight for an eight to sixth spot in in the conference. So, uh, yeah, but he doesn't have his first. So, I mean, he might as well try to get into the playoffs at that point. For what? I mean, even if he doesn't have his first, he still has other picks. He can still trade. Like I, sure. the the thing the thing with a pick is like yeah it's nice to have your own where you control your own destiny but if you've got a guy that is a little further along why not take the guy that's a little further along if it suits your timelines right now sure, sure. it's it's a personal opinion kind of thing but yeah I, where, where I I'm the exact opposite where it's like I don't have my first this year so like. I'm just going to hold on to Kopitar and Taves and see if I can sneak into the playoffs. I'm going to mm-hmm. lose in the first round, but I might as well try to have fun this season, and then next season I'll try to... Yeah, and, and I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. They're just right. different paths, really, in my head. So, Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at his lineup right now, and he's got a ton of 22, 21-year-olds. So, you know, his, his time's coming. It's just probably two years away. And he's yeah. got enough of them that he can kind of. But will they be there? That's the thing is that I mean that's that's we all know Jesse. He's going to trade, but we can see the general idea of the path he's taking is 22, 20 to twenty three year olds across a lot of years, and you wonder when he'll stop, and you think, <laughs> and then he doesn't stop. You could argue that same point for a young man named uh, William Clements. Ah, uh, the uh, the wild, the Minnesota well we tried this year. Uh, <laughs> but some yeah. people just like the draft, right? Like it's it's not the NHL where you since we especially since we don't have the business aspects tied into these leagues, it's not about revenue being made that applies directly to the cap you're allowed to spend. So if people like to draft and, and build prospects, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Like. A, mm-hmm. I, I like to build a competitive team that fails in the finals because I'm a Canucks fan. That's what I'm going to try and do. Yeah, and some people just don't care about drafting at all, and they'll basically trade their all their picks within like the first two weeks they can. So I mean, like that's Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I got his first for Ryan Murray. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. I can confirm. Can confirm. Ryan Murray is no longer on the roster. Thank you very much. Yeah, it but is, I mean, it's that's what happens, right? Like, GM can't go to the game. GM can't go to the game and watch watch their t- their team fall apart in front of their eyes or do good in front of their eyes. So they get bored and start trading. That's just that's three quarters of this league. Yeah, well, and, and also, and there's a lot of math equations that go into it chemistry yes. seems if you find it you find it and if you find it and it's bad it's really bad mm-hmm. like, yes like 
they, to just back up what Chris said, like about a player, like if a player is, even if a player is producing and there's still a negative impact about how the player performs in your lineup, it hurts you. I got a player that's in one league that's like a point of game, but he's like, a, he's a minus almost, it's equal. <laughs> well, look at Marner. He's, he leads your team in points, but he's a zero. And Shen, who I assume is your number one center, is a minus one. So, well, Martyr and I did this last year, though. Remember, he he'll be he'll end up around a plus seven again. Was, <laughs> the last week of the season, a plus seven in the final game. He was the only player on my team last year, if I'm correct, that actually wasn't a negative. <laughs> the whole uh, at least consistent player, yeah, because everyone else was gone. But this year, I mean, he's like towards the bottom. That's what I'm saying. Like in your plus minus. Yeah, I'll keep him at even though it keeps him on his toes. Sure, <laughs> he knows who's watching him. It's like you go and have pep talks with him. Yeah, last year he was the only plus player on my team. Mm-hmm. Plus seven. Barclay Goudreau minus fifty. All oh, those were times. <laughs> oh. Yeah, who's leading the league right now, and or I guess who's you trailing know, the league? One stat that I noticed this year that's crazy is how many players haven't taken a penalty. Oh, huh. Like, if you go look at, like, the overall league and all player stats and just hit it, hit the pims, there's, like, super tons of superstars haven't taken penalties. Like, Oh, yeah. That, that is, uh, wow. One that stuck out to me on my team is I'm one of the league's leaders in hits as a team, and I have um, one of the lowest amount of penalty minutes. So kudos to my coaching staff for teaching the kids how to hit right. Okay. Well, to answer your question, Chris, about the minus, I'm guessing it's an Ottawa line. <laughs> because Leo Komarov, Nathan Gerby are at minus 25, and Radek Faxa is at minus 24. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's one line. And then a shout-out to Nicholas Jalmerson, Ottawa. He's minus 23. So Ottawa is yeah. dominating the, the minus with the bottom four spots. Joel Edmondson leads the league as a plus 25 for the Rangers. And, uh, <laughs> what an odd player to be up there. <laughs> Brock Nelson and uh, Rantanen. Yeah, it looks like the Islanders, I'm guessing. That's Do you want to know what uh, Tyson Berry's plus-minus finished at last season? Minus, Seven. minus 108. <laughs> I was just looking at Jacob Chikrin. Last year, minus 75. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know how He just fell asleep. <laughs> for an entire shift of game well, while I'm I remember when, when a team like Colorado put up 400 goals. Yeah, yeah. You're getting shelled 9-2 to two on a regular. You're going to be a minus player, and like that's like a minus 6 on the regular. There are some games. That minus just 85, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Last year, we learned never use uh, version 2 of the Sim Engine. It's, uh, I don't know what that's for, but it is terrible. That's 3 on 3 arcade, baby. Yeah. That's some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blades of steel shit right there. Uh, 1.5 seems like it's, uh, it's the way to go. Do you know who leads the league in shot blocks? The block boy. shots? Your boy, Ivan Provorov. 
He's just a beautiful. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> realistic, though. <laughs> you know what does sound realistic? Seth Jones has played the most minutes out of ever, anybody in the league. Yeah, that's not. Sure, it's not Connor McDavid playing fifty-five percent a game or whatever it was. Uh, he might be the leading forward. He's the leading forward, averaging twenty-three minutes a game. Shout out to Jonathan Erickson of the Sharks for his hundred percent shooting. <laughs> and. Shout out to Par Lindholm of Nashville for 75% shooting on the season. Didn't they bury him? Like, not underground. I'm just... <laughs> He's back from the dead. He played 13 games, and he had four shots. Three of them went in. Well, yeah. Robbie, can you make a lineup adjustment for me? Why'd you... <laughs> We're calling him up from the minors. Oh, man. You finally got yourself McDavid, a I had a Dylan Dylan Strom test on the wing, and I forgot about it, and he just kind of ran for like nine games, not putting up shit with McDavid. Love it. Yeah, your team reminds me a lot of the current Edmonton Oilers, where it's just like McDavid, and and you got a decent second line center for him, but he's like, I need some help. Yeah, I'm really confused by my goaltending. I thought uh, I cleaned that up really well, and it's inconsistent and really irritating. Have you been just kind of yeah? Uh, sorry, he he's actually. been losing a lot. He was like seven and one for a bit, and he just dropped it. Well, I have him in STHL. This league, I was. I felt I owed it to Soros to give him another chance in the league because he was shelled last year, and that's when I. Now you understand why. He no, he's been that. he's been doing okay, <laughs> but that's when where Kudobin comes in. Once I got him, I was like, well, maybe I can kind of shelter Soros and he can be my backup. Kudobin, I think, has maybe won two games for me in his starts. I don't know. Uh, four four wins in eleven games. Yeah. So, like I said, inconsistent. They're just We're... not. Hey, hey, Saros is two two one nine goals against average and a nine twenty save percentage. So it seems like the team's not scoring. In yeah, he just has a poor attitude in the locker room. You take, <laughs> you take the average of twenty games at this point in the season. He would be third in the league mm-hmm. for save percentage or goals yeah. against average. Sorry. Yeah, behind yes. Flurry, behind Flurry and Rask, because Grubauer's only played fifteen games, so he's not quite there yet. Yeah, he leads the league in save percentage, so maybe yeah. you shouldn't be yelling at Mister Soros. We yell at each other. It's kind of it makes you feel. I'm just gonna say, if you if you yelling at him makes you feel better, why not? <laughs> Shout out to Peter Morazic, six assists on the season. Jeez, let's go see what was his. Did he have any apples last year? We gotta check important stats here. He had one assist last year, so he set he set the career high for himself to six six points on the year. Unbelievable. Jesus, you know what's also unbelievable? David Riddick. He has eight shutouts in forty two games. Yep. And the big pile. Yeah, we don't need to playoffs. talk about him, he's not gonna listen. Shut it down. 
shut him down. I think Jeez. I just found out what my problem is though this year. Oh. I get no power play attempts whatsoever. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Even if you get them, you well, none of the superstars are taking penalties. We figured out. We cracked the code. Who are some of these all stars that haven't taken a single pim? Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Mitch Marner. Here, I'll get you some uh, all player stats. Pim it's up here. Okay. Most pims in the league is Brady. There's Eric Chernak at 61 pims. All right, so McKinnon, William Carlson, Couturier, Marner, Patterson, Besser, Crosby, Gusev, Tyler Bertuzzi. Okay, Gusev is not Bertuzzi hasn't taken a pim. I'm just reading names. Tyler Bertuzzi, no pim. Um, um, let's just see. Capocacco, Ian taking none. Parise hasn't taken any. That's weird. For a while. Silverberg go. hasn't taken any. Connor Bunneman, shout out Nashville. No <laughs> he's him. he's coming up with Lindholm or Lind. What's his name? <laughs> all, all four games. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, like, there's what's a my lot of guys Okay. Like, <laughs> you should because Par Lindholm has no pims on the season. He was something is not right because if you look at the uh the portal uh. It's, Silverberg has eight pims. Yeah, I read that wrong. Sorry, I, no, no uh, five-minute majors. I was in the wrong column. So something. Yeah, McKinnon's got no pims. Those are five-minute majors you're looking at. Duncan Keith has no penalty minutes. I agree. Something is very wrong. Okay, Mitch Marner does not have any pims. That's that, that does. Kreider, Kreider, Forsberg, Getzlav, Callahan, and Spiza are the top five fighters in the league. <laughs> <laughs> They've got ten fights. <laughs> well, not ten fights. I assume ten penalty minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. So two fights. Uh, maybe I guess. Dominic Simone has no penalty minutes. I don't believe that either. That's what I'm saying. Josh Anderson, no penalty minutes. That's a hard one to buy. Uh, Elias uh, Patterson has zero. Yeah, that's not hard to buy. The guy's silky smooth. Brock, Brock, Brock Besser has zero. That's also... Well, he's Prince Charming. That's actually his name in Vancouver. Well, he's got the nice flow. So top, that makes sense. top power play in the league is the LA Kings at 27.78%. <laughs> it accounts for 99.9% .9 of their offense. Um, top PK goes to the Bruins at 90%. So, oh. clearly special teams is not very important in this league. Yeah. <laughs> because both of those teams are at the bottom of the league. Worst worst PK. The Nashville Predators at 73%. Mm. And the worst power play is the guy Jer told us not to mention in Florida. Big POWs! <laughs> <laughs> I have the third worst power play in the league. Yet I'm the top team in the East. Yeah, I think I have a pretty bad power play as well. Um, you are clicking at 15%. Ooh, moving on up in the world. 82% on the PK. Flyers lead the league for shorthanded goals for... Well, that's deep. Lots of teams have two. 
Some neat little stats in here. Yeah, Chicago's um, leading the league in shots blocked as a team. Whereas, well, they they probably have a lot of shots yeah. against them, so that doesn't surprise me too much. So then I get curious. That's when you get curious, though. Yeah. Who's doing a lot of the shot blocking? Strawman. Hey, that doesn't surprise me either. My car has sixty. <laughs> you don't want my car blocking shots, but hey, it works. Yeah. Good job, booty boy. Yeah, the the Bruins in a lot of stat categories are like on the cusp of. Yeah, but how many are from their current team, and how many are from the team that they were on before? Well, that's where it's fun to go look at the team and see how many guys have an asterisk beside them in player stats. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's tough. Nine bodies out. He's got a handful of good core guys that have played the, the full 44 games for him, though. God, I still can't believe Tyler Bertuzzi hasn't taken a penalty. <laughs> Neither has Vincent Trocek. Or has he? Hold on, let's see. Clayton Keller has none. Malkin had none. Well, at least when he was here. Well, that, yeah, but Malkin only played a few games. Malkin's taking penalties in fucking Carolina. Can't blame him. Hmm. Chris, I just want to applaud Elias Pedersen for blocking 121 of his own team shots. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I see that stat, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do to get him to stop that? And I have no idea. But uh, He's going to the net, though. Like that's what Yeah, doing, right? but I don't want him going to the net. That's, he's not a center. I don't want him doing that. So I have a question about yeah, um, like... the expansion. Sure, Mike, um, what do you got? I was just reading the last line about once the GM selected, we'll have time to work out deals. So does that mean we would only be able to speak to that GM or is there trades between other teams before um, Seattle picks their expansion players? No, you can, you can like, I'll give an example. I mean, let's look at Cress's team. He's going to have to choose between Markstrom and Demko, most likely. I mean, Chris can absolutely say, like, I'm going to protect Demko and then put Markstrom on the block and try to... After the season? You're saying after the season or at deadline this year? Uh, No, yeah. Like, we will not announce a new GM until after the deadline. So you can make trades, um, but... um, No, I mean, you'll be able to make trades with other teams. uh, Essentially... If you got if if you make a trade, let's say with Will, mm-hmm. and on the whatever you guys' decision make that he's going to protect someone for you, and you're going to pay him something later, that's all you guys. We can't we can't control that. We can't right, say right. hey, don't do. So that. the answer to my question is basically yes. After the season's done, there's still time before the expansion. Before he, okay. yes, before I, he or she, picks you say her, she, you'll have an opportunity. I'm just throwing it out there, man. It's 2021. Get ready. Get fluid. Um, that you'll have an opportunity to make trades 
before that expansion draft actually happens. Yes. Before that your, said, your protection list has to be submitted, there'll be a, a period, a window open that you guys can make deals. That said, all teams will have to have all of their protection lists in at a certain time, and then the Seattle GM will pick from that, and there won't be time in between his or her picks. Yeah, once the, for once you to the make list another trade is submitted, and it's official. Yeah, yeah I get that. That's completely same. fine. I get yeah. that for sure. Yeah. But I, I do want to give people enough time to be able to make trades and kind of work out deals because I think are it'll they, just make the whole thing more fun for everyone. Are they going to have yeah. to post these trades as a future considerations? Uh, yeah, that I'm not sure how we're going to do because the the playoffs will be happening as I whoever ends up taking over Seattle can start kind of talking to teams. Yeah, so the teams that aren't in the playoffs are able to make moves. Just we'll be they, able to make... It'll be like last year where they get processed but not processed completely through the portal. They're posted, just not approved by the league. because Which is fine. Well, like Seattle won't be able to post those on the portal because they will not exist on the portal yet. So that's what I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. As long as there's proof in a record. Yeah, I mean, well, I might there, just... You can have it submitted and have a separate channel set up. That's I was going to say, I might just create like a Discord channel for Seattle to post its trades or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that that won't be a huge issue. Trade yeah, I mean, draft trade deals for Seattle or something. Yes. Or we could maybe, if we want to have it be a little bit more secretive, where people don't know, like, so that way, like, other people, and it's, like, more fun, so everyone's kind of surprised when we do the expansion draft. We'll, we'll, we'll try to come up with something. Uh, but that that that's, that's something we'll worry about um, right around, like, after the trade deadline. We'll kind of sit down and try to figure more of that out and try to have someone... Uh, nominated or named uh, at the start of the playoffs, which will be early April. So me, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even really thinking about who's going to who it's going to be for at least a couple more months. So plenty of time to get your bribes in. You hear that, folks? Matt, what's your uh, PayPal? Trust my uh, inside my inside sources. Trust me. Your inside your inside sources so. trust you. I'm, uh, maybe Robbie wants to join the, uh, the Pacific. Blow the league up. Robbie can't handle the Pacific. He, he's going to become... Look, I can barely handle rival? the Canucks scoring against me. Why do you think I collect them? Okay? And you've got all those special ones, and they score on me whenever we play against each other. Yeah, but you can, you can draft one of those Canucks players if you take Seattle, Robbie. Yeah, right. <laughs> No, actually, I think I can protect all of my Canucks. Yes, you uh, can. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that that was a foregone conclusion when I took the team. Um, does anybody else have any other questions in regards to how the the in regards to the league itself? Or no, I think it's I think it's been a great. Um, like I was saying to you the other day, it's. It's been a solid season to get us to this point, which has been a great distraction from everything else going on in the world around us. And as I've said multiple times, the environment in the community within this league is unique to itself that is makes it even more fun because everybody wants to talk. And now with the NHL coming up next week, it's just going to add more flavor to that because of this weird new division thing where like you're going to see people chirping each other that didn't normally chirp each other commonly. Like, mm. cause the Canucks are going to whoop on Jer's Habs like every time. So 
going to be okay. Yeah, all you Canadian guys, it's going to get nasty up there. Oof. Toronto's going to underachieve again. Well, that's what just Toronto does. Whoever yeah, at, first, uh, Boston uh, at, at what point is it underachieving if it's exactly what everybody well, they don't knows know. they're going Hold to Hold on, it's easy to shit on the Leafs maybe like... I don't know, five or six years ago, but they're a good regular season team, or a good enough regular season team, but I don't know. It... Well, they're like Chicago before Chicago figured it out. That, that's, I'm telling that's you, where if Edmonton, if McDavid and Drysaddle uh, can't carry Edmonton and they got goaltending and D problems, they're, they're going to be hurting. Well, I, I don't, feel like... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say Chicago at the time... They had a deeper roster, though. The, mm-hmm. the Leafs no, I know, they, I know they had a deeper roster, but you can see the Leafs are trying to mimic it with just with a different style. Like their veterans aren't like the lads and and guys like that, but it's like Joe Thornton and guys sure. like Wayne that. Simmons. Yeah. Sure, but but also the the Blackhawks built around having a good decor, or at least a really yeah. I mean, they had a good decor because they had uh, Campbell, Keith, and Seabrook as like their top three. And Buff, yeah, Bufflin. Well, they had Bufflin, Bufflin. but Bufflin was a forward for them. Uh, depended on the playoff series, really. But uh, sure, I mean, but I just mean Toronto is like is like Chicago as they figured it out because Chicago sure. didn't just like through the like four years in a row that we played them, it was each team grew a little bit. And you yeah, see but that Chicago with Chicago also had Corey Crawford. Yeah. And, and Kane and Taves. And I don't, the thing is you could say that like Matthews is like Kane and I would say, okay, fair enough, but they don't have a Taves and Taves is the reason they won. In yeah. my opinion. You could Maybe argue you guys might disagree with me, but I think Tavares. John Tavares is like the most overrated player in hockey. I don't think he's overrated, but I do think he, or most overrated, but I do think he's uh, overpaid for sure. I, I think their biggest issue is they don't have a Duncan Keith. They, that's what I'm getting at. Like they don't have a just, or they don't have a Jonathan Taves either. They don't really. No, they, don't I mean, have a, they don't have a Taves or a Keith, and like those were their. Those are their guys, yeah, yeah. and that's why I don't really think the Toronto Chicago comment really lines up personally. Um, I, I I look at Toronto's roster year over year and the last four or five years, and I don't see any vast improvement. I, I they they've got their core, but their core is overextended their expenses so much they can't do anything to and then they buy and then they have to tell deduct that, like, because of cap. Like what they get rid of Kapanen and who's the other guy that gave away to the Devils? Johnson. Yeah, Johan- What's the name? Johnson. Johansson, yeah, like they, they yeah. had to give away guys that yeah, are the guys, guys that and that's and where I think and they can't keep up. Hurt. Yeah, so I think it's a two steps forward, two steps backward thing for Toronto. Um, but really, cynically, Toronto doesn't give a shit because they sell the jerseys. They're still one of the richest franchises. As much as much as a Habs fan doesn't want me to say it, because I think there's more pride in Montreal. Habs don't need to win either. They want to, but they don't need to. They're they're safe for for quite some time. Um, I think there's more history and, and pride in in Montreal to have a winning product on the ice. But and I think they actually legitimately try. It's it's the Habs roster is is a side effect of the NHL, where the Toronto roster is a side effect of 
a GM trying something new, trying to be a, the next Billy Bean of hockey and, and it not quite working. Well, and I I think the Habs also, when you have a guy like Carey Price, you feel a little bit more pressure because you don't want to waste his career. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, they, they put themselves in the position to even have Carey Price. Like, he's a homegrown piece, right? So, uh, you look at the, the Leafs, you could say that they've had goaltending problems, but I could tell you that they've only ever created their own goaltending problems. They've run every single goalie they've ever had out of town. For you could say that, you could say that easily, argue that for seven to ten teams, though. Oh, totally, yeah. I'm not, saying the I'm not saying the I'm not saying the Toronto playing in that city, too. Anyway. They don't know. You know, I don't know. I think there is pressure in playing in Toronto, but I don't think it's any more pressure than Montreal. playing in Vancouver. Yeah, I get, or I get Montreal. that. I'm just saying in comparison to maybe some of the teams that have had steady goaltending but still completely botch and fail. Like you look at Kemper, you look at Gibson. Like these are really good goalies, but they don't really get a spotlight because the rest of their team is so shit. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I see your point though. Yeah, Gibson got good. Well, another team that's run goalies out of town. Yeah, that's who I was mainly thinking of, right? Like, that's the revolving door, basically. Yeah. I mean, that was was It's only game. (laughs) Yeah. Philly, though, I I agree. I I think with Philly as well, though, for the longest time, they were just like, well, what if we gave that same guy we had four years ago another shot? Like, they never really tried to go and draft a goalie. You know, they were always like, hey, Mike, Mr. Layton, why don't, why don't you go in net? Yeah, and for... Yeah, well, I'm, but I mean... They made the wrong choice. But they well, still made the finals a couple times. Right? This guy, we'll get rid of this Bobrovsky guy. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, what's the guy that uh, was always scared of Russian bears? Uh, Bruce Galov. Bruce Galov, yeah. They got him out of Anaheim when they were yeah. when when he was pushing pushing in on I think Jaguar at the time, and Gibson was starting to to shine, so they moved him uh, out. Wasn't, I remember, wasn't Breeze? Because uh, he went to Arizona at one point, or was that after Philly? That was I think that was after. That Philly. was after he Philly. Was, okay. He was he was a duck. They dra- they brought him in. He had. I know he was a duck. duck. I'm trying to. Rainbow. No. Duck no, he did. Him. He went. He went from the Ducks to the to the Coyotes, and then he went to Philly. Oh, okay. And then out of the league. Uh, well, then he went to Edmonton for a little yeah. bit. He wore Minnie. a toque in Edmonton, and it was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It's, it's not even this cold in Russia. He said. <laughs> he, was my, he was my favorite guy on all of the. Uh, he was funny in the movie. Yeah. The scrums? Outdoor, no, they do like the outdoor rink stuff, and they would like interview oh, the, Bruce Galov, and he'd be like, "Oh, you know the universe, like it's so humongous big." And you're like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a huge universe. Yeah. Sounds good, Briz. Yeah, that was uh, HBO did that a couple mm-hmm. years, and HBO does great uh, documentaries. But yeah, that was. There's a good clip of Crosby crying in there. Yeah. All right, we're a little over an hour. Does anybody else have anything they would like to add before we kind of start wrapping things up here? Yeah, I'm still waiting on Tyler Mott. Ooh. I told you 
A first. Come on, man. First, bud. <laughs> get on my level. That might get blocked by the trade committee. Just gonna let you guys know. I mean, also, the sooner you trade that first, the the better it's gonna look for that trade committee. Just saying, because right now your first is like a what, like a twentieth overall, and soon it's gonna be like a fifth overall the way you're going. So, I'm also sooner you get it done. Also willing to accept a Krebs or a Robertson. <laughs> There's three good options there. I got the faith anyway. What did you say? You want Krebs? What? Don't give him. Don't give him Krebs. Don't give him Krebs. Give me Krebs. I'm just saying. There, there's a will. There's a way. You just might have to pay. That's just happens sometimes. All right. Um, well, I guess keep an eye out and see if Tyler Mott, he might be moving here in the next couple weeks. Um, it's drilling sh- no, stuff right there. No, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you really keep people tuned in. Everybody yeah. get on the Tyler Mott watch list. <laughs> I love Mott, but nobody's going to pay attention to that. <laughs> well, the other thing is, um, I did hear that Adam Fox is definitely on the block. So, hot commodity, guys. He's about the only person that's not on the block. <laughs> what if it was Adam Fox for Tyler Mott? But think about it this way. Oh, it's just gotten really quiet right there. <laughs> I need a first added to that. I don't, I don't trust Adam Fox. He's here's what you, a bum. Here's what you do. You trade Adam Fox to the Bruins. And then when you take over Seattle, you, you'll have a good chance to get Fox back. Because you know he'll, you know Jesse will be willing to trade Fox. Yeah, except Fox probably won't be there because no, Fox will be gone. <laughs> also, uh, I, I have a feeling that Jesse would purposely not trade Fox back just because. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like um, no matter what Je- what team Jesse is the GM of, it's like a never-ending revolving door of rebuilding. Yeah, but if that's what he wants to do, then. That's yeah, fine. I mean, if if he has fun trading, then I have no problem with it. Go ahead, go ahead and trade, man. Do your thing. I'll give I'll give a shout out to somebody. I'll give a shout out to Will, even though his team sucked this year. And you have a crooked penis. Uh, uh, yeah, crooked penis as well. It's been confirmed. Bye, Jer. Uh, you've done a very a very good job of recouping assets to add to your depth. And hope you can get back into it next year. Where he's you still rotating. don't have your first. He's had a rotating door of goalies. He's uh, had five different goalies play for him this year. It's true. <laughs> uh, but it looks like uh, Elvis might be his guy. Elvis has done a pretty good job for him. So. Goalie graveyard. Until he trades him. Until he trades him. Uh, I can confirm that Will will not be trading Elvis. So far, yeah, depends on how much uh, Pink Whitney he's got in his system, I guess. Sure. And how many first you're offering? And... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that like the Vegas trade of Armia and Beauvillier, those two were his top two goal scorers. Yep. So. 
hopefully Vegas can get some more goals. I do have one question, actually. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about your second uh, Dubois trade compared to your first? Uh, slightly better. I got I got Borkstrand, which I just like his ratings right now. I like that 88 scoring ability. Um, he got two points in his first game, so... And then very excited about having Cedar because I didn't have like anybody good young, well other than Dubois, but Dubois is like an NHLer, so I didn't have any. Wasn't like, Bjorkstrand part of the last one too? Uh, yes, <laughs> but I got it much better. Which I didn't plan on trading him. I just got that offer, and I went, "Well, that seems stupid not to trade." This that that uh, Dubois deal made a lot more sense to me than your first one. That's for sure. Yeah, I just think some like the reminiscence in the old Detroit GM, like the aura was still there. So Matt kind of had like a lapse in judgment. <laughs> I think it was more. I just wanted Dubois gone, and I, I'm just I still don't. You. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I, no, I, I part of it is oh, okay. just like I look at. I can't. I I look at more like sim league, and less like actual skill. Where I just look at him in Columbus right now, and I don't think he's ever going to get good ratings. Well, he's not going to be but, in Columbus all that long, so. No, I mean, now he's looking like he's going to get traded. Future New York Ranger. Dubrock for Line A. Uh, I, I don't know I think, how the Rangers I think Bood has work. some sort of inside that he wants to get Dubois before I can, because he's going to be a Montreal Canadian, maybe. The, ra- the Rangers clear so much cap space after this year. They can make it work. Do they? That would be pretty. That yeah. would be yeah. Right but I, 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 I don't know that. Isn't your center already pretty clogged? I don't know. I also think that Dubois isn't racist enough to play as a New oh York Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, change it. <laughs> I'm just thinking. You've got Panarin at 10 million and Lafreniere in a couple years after his ELC is up. That's going to be pretty expensive as well. So, oh, And all those lawsuits D'Angelo gets you into. Yeah. It's, it's got to come but from somewhere. Okay, because he got rid of his Twitter, so it's fine. He, he can post on Parler now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gab is the new one, apparently. Okay. But all right, I think we'll wrap it up there because uh, we're—I I like to keep this a little bit over an hour. I, this this podcast does not need to be two, three hours long. So, uh, a tight, a little over an hour is perfectly okay. So, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank you guys all for coming. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do another one around like the trade deadline or so. Maybe just the trade deadline should be a podcast. Deadline. Everybody has to make trades within that time frame, and we just. Criticize every single fucking thing about it. Or we just announce every trade that was... You know, we could do a podcast that has nothing to do with yeah. talk NHL. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea of announcing all the trades <clears throat> so that one of us has to act like they're um, James Duffy uh, trying to fill time while no trades oh, happen and then the rest of us just fun. fuck around. Yeah. Well, well, Matt tunes in. You're going to want to hear this. We have a trade. Well, well, all the rest of us, Don Cherry. Well, the rest of us just fuck around on our phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's an option. We could do that. Nobody's allowed to post on the portal. They have to send me the message. 
and then I'm the, cool. the trade breaker. Or maybe we make someone else the trade breaker. Who knows? No, I think you should. I think you've already volunteered, so. I guess I'm the trade breaker. He volunteers as tribute! So then you, you guys will have to be talking about the Buffalo Sabres and who they have on the block and who they should be trading. Well, that'd be awesome. Sure. <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. Live board for the Arizona Coyotes. The Buffalo Sabres go. currently have 48 AAH or ECHLers on their roster looking to add more if you have them. Mm-hmm. We check Sweet. out Colorado. Wondering when Drake Reimsha is going to ask for a trade. <laughs> he gets an opportunity to play in an organization. Uh, uh, you can anyway. have James Neal. <laughs> I so we'll probably do another one around uh, the trade deadline. We'll figure out what we're going to do there. But uh, so before that, Once, uh, are we doing an All Star game? Um. Well, when I asked, nobody seemed that interested. So I good. That's the that's the right answer. Let's just <laughs> so, do it. We'll do it like player of the week. Vote him in. Or she, um, NHL would stop doing freaking all star games. Yeah, no, I'm I'm against an all star game. I think it's a waste of waste of Matt's time. I completely. It agree. was very time consuming last year, I will say, because like the way the sim does it, you have to individually go through like the list of like a thousand players and add them to the roster. It was like I was like I'm not gonna. I don't think I want to do this again. Uh, yeah, no, uh, all star games are stupid. In the way the sim does it, it's not great. So. Fuck you, sim. Yeah. Somebody should really build a new one. Maybe. Fair one day. So, all right. I keep saying we're going to wrap this up, and <laughs> I am wrapping it up. So I want to thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you next time.